0: Hello, and welcome to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett. And for those of you that are new to the show, just a very quick overview and a brief explanation about this thing called The Soul of Business. Um, And I will almost always reference uh, Carl Jung, the philosopher, when I talk about this. He was asked at one point in time to describe what he thought the soul was. And he said, it's that small voice, that, that piece of anything that cries out to be more. Uh, to grow, uh, to express itself. And that is true with businesses. Businesses have a soul, just as you you and I have souls, just as a tree has a soul, quite frankly. Uh, There's there's a nature and life seeks expression. It seeks uh, to grow, it seeks to better itself, It seeks to express itself. So as we're looking at the question of the soul of business, part of the reason that I decided to do this podcast is it gives me access to number one, so fascinating people and today's guest is no exception to that. Um, But it also gives me an opportunity to explore with them um, what it means to be alive. Because in my experience, when we have access to that voice, that, that spark, the experience is one of being ennobled and enabled and we come to life. And when we look at many organizations today, there is not much life in them. Now, they may you, know, you see a lot of moving parts, but you know, there's not a lot of vibrancy. Uh, you don't see a whole lot of just organic smiling going on, uh, <laughs> bouncing energy. That's because the soul of the business is covered up, and as a consequence, the soul of the people are covered up uh, because they have to participate in that environment. So um, I mentioned our guests. We've had just, and and I love this, just the the numbers of uh, people that I've been able to have access to that I wouldn't typically have had a chance to meet and speak with, and they have, without exception, been exceptional. Um, both conversationally, but also just in terms of who they are. And uh, today's guest is no exception to that. Uh, Janisha Laura is my guest and she's a former Miss Singapore and has been uh, acknowledged as Southeast Asia's woman of excellence. She's the founder of Soul Rich Women, which is the number one female entrepreneur network in Southeast Asia. And it connects more than 200,000 women across that region. And she's actually got a presence in seven countries that include Singapore, Malaysia, Philippines, Vietnam, and Indonesia. So that's just the brief overview. We're going to get into a lot more about what she's up to and who she is as, as we uh, enter into the conversation here. So, Janesha, uh, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me on your show, Blaine.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. It's absolute pleasure. Um, just a you know, kind of a little aside to the, those of you that are listening. Janisha uh, and I've gotten to know each other actually fairly well over the last uh, about three or four weeks here. Uh, I've been on her show and, and we attempted to do this uh, show uh, oh, a couple of weeks ago, but the recording went bad. So uh, we have an opportunity to redo the whole thing again, which I am just thrilled about because I get to talk to her again. And And I know that we're going to touch on some things that we didn't last time, but we're also going to touch on some things that I wanted to really kind of do a little deeper dive in. Um, So, Janisha, um, why don't you just take a moment, and when you hear the soul of business, it's a question I ask all of my guests, you know, what does that bring to mind for you?
1: Having a soul to me literally means having the alignment of the mind and body and soul where your passion and your vision and your purpose truly align. Because when we talk about soul-rich woman, we're talking about having that soul of your business, which is your inner self, okay? And of course, your external self as well. Whatever that you feel on the inside reflects on the outside. Whatever you have on the inside um, manifests itself on the outside. So the soul itself to me simply means what are you feeling truly on the inside and then uh, manifesting on the outside. So soul rich woman, you know, not soul poor woman.
0: <laughs> so, uh, you know, um, I do a lot of very, you know, eclectic kind of reading. And one of my favorite authors is a philosopher, a philosopher uh, by the name of Thomas Troward. And he's, he, he writes about beauty. And, and I'm, I'm mentioning that because of what you just spoke to here uh, for him. And this is you know, kind of goes back to Aristotle. But for him, when he describes beauty, he's talking about beauty being the external expression of an internal uh, force. And if you can, you know, like a sunset, when you look at a beautiful sunset, uh, it's the energy and the purity uh, of that sunset that's coming through that you're just in awe of. And I don't think that it's an accident that you were a former Miss Singapore. Uh, because, you know, those of you that are listening to this podcast, you can't see Jeneisha. She's absolutely stunning. She's beautiful. Um, and that's just the physical facade, but there's more than that. There is the energy that comes through. Your beauty comes through in physical form. And when I, when I think about that in terms of, you know, I'm going to talk here about uh, the soul, uh, uh, soul rich woman. It's a beautiful organization and you do beautiful work. And the way that you describe beauty being the expression of an internal dynamic, how did you come to that?
1: I think for me, because I've attended uh, many personal development courses over the years and in my own personal transformation and breakthrough came in 2006 when I was Uh, going through the program, psychology of vision and other causes. I think that really helped me to understand myself even more. Um, The eventual realization of how, whatever I think on the inside reflects on the outside is when I started changing my mindset. And that was when I wanted to have a better life because I had worked and supported myself through school since I was 14. I had, um, you know, gone through a very tough time and I have, if I had hold on to the grudges, I was also being bullied in school, but I, if I were to hold on to all these pieces and, and blame other people, it's like taking poison and hoping other people will die. Mm-hmm. So going through that transformation allowed me to look at my perspectives and whatever there is a hurt, there's always an opportunity for the truth. So by these philosophies I live by since 2006 has helped me to transform the way I run my business, the way I deal with my company culture. We have a team of 21. And the, the people I work with whom I want to partner with. So we live by four key philosophies or four key Uh, our culture, four key things or values, you call it. First is play win-win, together we win. Two, no gossiping. Three, uh, leverage. Four, ask clarifying questions and no judgment.
0: When, When you talk about leverage, what do you mean by leverage?
1: Do more with less or literally, it means gaining your Gaining like a partnership working partnerships, you know So that you can have more time in the things that you're doing. Yeah
0: mm-hmm. Okay now part of you know, part of your move towards you know, the, the beautiful expression of soul-rich woman um, Yeah, you know, you've got this wonderful meme that you uh, kind of have organized around you know, falling in love with the uh, you know, you know, being able to own the F word and that, yeah, when you first hear that, it's kind of like, what do you mean by that? But uh, <laughs> I'll let you explain it because there's a very, I think, interesting, and I'll tie that back to these four values that you just spoke to. Uh, but how do you, how do you own the F word? What do you mean by that?
1: So first of all, the F four F words are. Uh, being fabulous, having freedom, financial independence, and then above all, family. Now, how I derived all these was because, like I said, at 14 years old, I was had to support myself through school. I was bullied in school, you know, and I overcame. And then later on in my business, I was looking to go from offline to online. I was trading time for money because I was an image consultant. So when I work, I get paid. I work, I get paid. I don't work, I don't get paid. And then I focused on the going online. In 2013, that was when I discovered the ways to go online. And in three months, I made $100,000. And a single year, I made my first million dollars. So I realized that all these patterns I've achieved was not an easy journey, an easy feat. So I wanted to shortcut for other women. And while I was running my cafe retail chain, so I invested and partnered with some other partners to start this cafe retail chain. We had 18 franchisees and licensees, and we were in three countries. And fortunately and unfortunately, because I was the only single one back then, while everybody has got a family, I was sent to Indonesia to run the Indonesia franchise. And so I was there, and the only way for me to reach out to people was to be online doing sharing. So with just a webcam, a mic, and internet, I literally ran webinars every single week on a Wednesday at 9 p.m. And that was how I built up the community and shared about the F word, which is being fabulous, having freedom, financial independence, and above all, how do you balance your family, and because, like I said earlier on, like uh, having leverage or playing win-win, all these things tie back to family because you, why do we want to become entrepreneurs? Why do we want to do the things we do? Because of our family. I want to spend more time with my mom, my dad, my brother. Whenever they say, okay, come over, let's have dinner. Okay, I'll be like, all right, I I'll definitely have something and I'll, I will have time for them. So to me, that is something that cannot be bought even you can be a billionaire time is something that you can't use money to buy with so to me having that value system really push me and motivate me to spread to spread this f word um, movement which is to own and love the effort for the, all the women around the world
0: yeah well i you know the, the interesting thing about that you know just the meme of the f word i you know Human beings, uh, we we operate in patterns. Uh, All of our behaviors tend to be triggered by patterned uh, responses to different stimulus and that sort of thing. And if you try to learn something new, it can be difficult while that pattern is running. And what I like about your use of the F word uh, is it will at least initially interrupt the pattern and people go, what? And in that interruption, you can introduce something new, which is what you've done with the women that are associated with uh, your network. I mean, you've got over 200,000, close to a quarter of a million now, I believe, uh, women that are yeah, involved with what you're doing. And the entry point is very low, actually. Uh, I mean, it doesn't take much to get engaged and involved, but then once they begin, uh, it's you know, it just unfolds. And, and I love that you're targeting, and I use the word targeting here from a marketing perspective, women in particular, uh, because the, you know if yeah where women go, the family goes <laughs> you know, in a very very fundamental sense, yeah. and, and you, know, you know I mean I do in my wife Cynthia, we do a fair amount of work in Africa, and we, we began working with young girls and women uh, as the catalyst for beginning to do societal change uh, and economic change uh, in, in that region of the world so Uh, that I love. And yeah, you've mentioned your mom a couple of times in passing here. Um, And I know you well enough. I don't know you well, but I know you well enough to know that your mom has been a very important part of your life. Uh, And you had told me a story at one point in time, and I may be, you you know, feel free to push back on this, but it was a very low point in your life when you were around 14. And your mom counseled you on some things there, and there was one phrase that she came up with that I absolutely loved the last time we spoke, and I want to be sure that we get that in uh, in this episode because it's uh, I think a very important piece uh, to to what you're doing and what people can take away. So, if you don't mind, if if you, I think you know what I'm talking about, uh, so if you're comfortable with it, please uh, talk about what happened.
1: Oh. So, so basically I was bullied in school because I wasn't be able to buy new clothes, new shoes and change things as often as the other girls. So one day I was cornered by these mean girls at a basketball court. And, you know, one of them came up to me and pulled open my PE shirt and looked at my bra and said, oh, you're wearing the same bra. And then there was another time where they took my bag and threw it across the classroom floor. And all my books were strewn all across the classroom floor. I felt totally humiliated. And that day I went back, I said I wanted to die. And I went on, you know, how Singapore, we, we live in a high rise. So on 10th floor, I sat on the kitchen, at the kitchen floor, and uh, on the kitchen the edge, edge of the kitchen uh, window. And then my legs were already out of the window. And I, I, I remember the moment that I wanted to jump. My mom being my mom, she just felt something was wrong and then she saw me in the kitchen and she ran over and she grabbed me and then yanked me back and I fell back onto the kitchen floor. At that point, my mom actually told me that, you know, stop, stop doing what you're doing and thinking all these things, negative things that is happening to you right now. You know, you need to stand up and look beyond all these circumstances so that you can really be the person that you truly have it within you. you know don't give up on the things that you know, is happening right now. Don't give up," she told me. Yeah. So that's why I learned resilience in whatever my mom has told me, and she counseled me. Um, if not I mean looking back now, in fact, my name, Jeanisha, uh, in the name that she's given me, it means governing women's affairs. And I never knew why she gave me this name very long time ago. And it was now that it is now that I, when I look back, wow, my mom really had a vision when she gave birth to me that, that the purpose and my destiny was to really help other women through the, the meanings I have governed and earned throughout my lifetime. So that is why this movement of the F word for women who love the F word, mm-hmm. what Is something that I truly am passionate about, and it is my legacy business.
0: Yeah, and and just the name, you know, living, not into the name, but you're now living from your name, you know, living from the meaning of your name, and it shows up in everything that you do, and, yeah, there's something about, you know, turning that mess that you were experiencing at that point in time, you know, when you were 14. Do you remember what your mom said to you about that? Because that's that's the Turn that's your great. mess
1: into a message.
0: Turn your mess into a message. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And that is essentially what you've done. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Turned your turned that mess into a message of empowerment and yeah. And and the journey into your soul to to be able to come out and, and express. Yeah.
1: Definitely. And I never look back, really.
0: Yeah. So, those of you that are listening, um, you know, what mess are you encountering right now that you could reliably and justifiably turn into a message that you could actually make a difference in somebody's lives? Yeah, particularly is you know, as, as when this airs, uh, we will still be most likely in the in the midst of uh, the coronavirus uh, pandemic, and this you know, may, in one sense, be something that you might feel is happening to you, but. Another way of thinking about it is it's something that's, uh, yeah, happening for you. And if you look at it from the perspective of this is happening for me, what might there be that I could leverage? When I listen to that voice, that soul voice, what wants to be expressed? Uh, and Janisha and I were talking just before we began uh, the uh, the actual interview here. Yeah, uh, you know, we're, you know, uh, you know, I'll just say we, my, my wife and I are, you know, we're kind of sequestered here at our home uh, up in Seattle right now. And the beauty of that is uh, I get to do more writing. I have more, uh, I have less pressure to do some things and I'm finding with that less pressure, I'm actually being more creative. Um, so yeah, in on one hand, yes, this is not something that I would wish on anybody, let alone the whole world. But on the other hand, it is happening for me for a reason. I can't control it. I can't change it, but I can control my thoughts, my feelings, my attitudes, and my behaviors. And when when we approach things like that, you know, that's where the soul comes into play. I think um, in, in businesses. So when you lecture, and, and I want to just talk a little bit about this, you've been profiled on CNBC, uh, China Daily. Uh, you speak all over, you know, Southeast Asia in particular. Uh, but you've you know you've 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 spoken at Rise Conference in Hong Kong the Success Conference in Expo Asia in 2018 in Hanoi, and the National Achievers Congress in Manila. And these are not small audiences. These are not small venues. And when you're speaking, what is the, uh, the message that you typically will be communicating to this audience? And I'm assuming that most of these audiences are, are women.
1: Yes. And the one thing I always talk about on all these stages, of course, in different contexts, is to 10x your financial independence. So Rich Woman, I mean, we are the number one leading female entrepreneur network in Southeast Asia, and we only do one thing, because one thing is the key to success, which is financial independence. Let me give you a scenario where we put a man and a woman at the racetrack. The man has in front of him at the starting line, his briefcase, his work, his colleagues and some paperwork probably. And but for a woman to start her race, she has to have her kids overcome the kids, the laundry, the chores, the washing machine, the homework of the children, even before arriving at their dreams and do whatever they decide or want to do. So I really believe that a woman will have more choices and have a more confident version of themselves if they were to have financial independence. So that is why even when I was speaking at Rich Woman, together with Kim Kiyosaki on the same stage, I realized that financial independence is key to any woman in any parts of the world because when you have financial independence, you can make choices that is meant for you for your destiny, just like how, you know, Blaine, you talk about me now living from my name, Janisha, right, governing women's affairs, and now living from that, empowering women to own and love the F word with the global movement.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, Yeah, given what's going on in the world today, what advice would you have for, for women entrepreneurs I'll just be specific with that focus, but also uh, expand it into entrepreneurs in general, but yes, directly towards women entrepreneurs. Because as you say, when they start the race, they've got a lot of things that they're carrying that most men aren't carrying. They're handicapped in that sense.
1: They, They are definitely. So one of the things is really stop putting the word, I got no time, I got no money, as a habitual statement in your speech pattern because whatever you keep saying and repeating manifests in the reality. So if I say, oh, I've got no time, I'm very busy, I've got my kids, my home, I've got this and that, I, I can tell you if you continue to do that, it's not going to work out for you. We have had women who change their speech patterns and the way they think about time and money. I have uh, this co-worker who who works here as well, I mean, uh, here, and she she joined us just four months ago. Previously, she was talking about, oh, no time, no money, and it was in a five-figure debt. After four months, she transformed. She's able to make four figures income right now because of the online um, strategy that she has implemented. She's able to fetch her kids to school in the morning before she comes to work. And then... Send kids, uh, fetch your kid's home in the evening and then have time for the kids while enjoying their recurring income from the online space. So to me, literally, stop having all this, uh, you know, no time, no money habits. And what you can do right now is to first look into your mindset and really get a mentor or a coach to guide you through and watch and be aware of what words and it's coming out from your mouth and whatever you're thinking. I think the second one is to further enhance that mentor or coach part because get a mentor and a coach who can really guide you and who has been there, done that. And by doing so, you will be able to shortcut your success, literally. Because when you truly decide to invest in yourself, and that is when you will be able to gain more value. If you think you want to, you're, you're, you're going to go round and round in circles, round and round and round in circles. You think, oh, okay, I, I can do it myself. Yeah, you can do it yeah. yourself, but you don't know how. You're just trying to piecemeal everything together, like fixing a car, fixing an audio system, putting, you know, cooking spaghetti or cooking, uh, you know, some rice with <laughs> vegetables. And you're just trying to put things together but don't do that, especially if your dreams matter to you. Because when a woman changes her life, yeah. the entire community benefits. So never think small and time to play big.
0: Uh, I love that, Janisha. That, I love that. Yeah. And you know, you're basically describing interrupting patterns. Yeah, the, the, the pattern of language, internal language. Yeah. Interrupted, something else becomes possible. And, um, you know, yeah, language is a reflector of reality, and it's also a creator of reality. So I I, I love that. That's where you begin. That 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 answer is change how you, you know, how you speak to yourself, that inner voice. Yeah, you know, when you begin to do that, it, in, my, in my experience, that's first of all, you you have to start with quieting things. Yeah, you know, just taking a pause to quiet. Going, where did that voice come from? And in that quiet. The, the, the soul has an opportunity to say, hey, what about me? <laughs> yeah, and the dream can wake up a bit. And that's where you start paying more attention to that voice than the other voice. So I, I love that you began with, uh, you change your language, yeah, change that pattern. That, that's, uh, that, and that's I think that's incredibly solid advice yeah. and a suggestion that is easy to implement actually. It doesn't require any money. It doesn't require any tools. You just have to be aware. Definitely. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what's next for you? You've got this uh, organization that's working well. You've got uh, you know you know what what's this next year look like uh, for Soul Rich Woman, and. Yourself. Well,
1: I, I want to connect with more thought leaders, um, you know, around the world, like yourself, um, getting on podcasts and really sharing this message of how women can really own and love the F word. Um, I think this is the key to unlocking women's mindset. You know, when you say that you can have it all, they will say that how can I have it all and why we should have it all. So to me, this on the F word, which is the key of financial independence, is the key that every woman should have in her pocket. Just think about the magic wand that the fairy godmother was holding and she waved that magic wand at Cinderella and Cinderella turned into a beautiful princess. And at 12 midnight, Cinderella became just the person that she was before. Now, imagine that if you are the fairy godmother, you have that magic wand in your own hands and you can do and wave the magic wand at any time and anywhere in your life, how would it change and transform your life? Yeah. And having the key, that power is in your hands and not anybody else's hands. When I yeah. interviewed Mary Buffett, um, you know, the daughter-in-law of Warren Buffett, she said, a man is not the plan and women should have her financial plans. So this is a something that I truly stand for as well. I'm yeah. not asking you to be financially free. No, it's different. Independence simply means that you have a certain, I would say, power to say that yeah. I want to buy the extra pair of shoes or buy the extra ballet you know, tutu from your daughter if you the learn ballet and, you know, that will help her to boost your, your your daughter's confidence or maybe take them on an extra holiday or bring them for a really fancy dinner where you could only have it once a month, you know. So, all these things to me, when a woman is financially independent, the key and the magic wand of power, imagine that. So, connect with me yeah, you know, I will love to, to speak with you or, or hear and, and share with you how else women can love and own the F word and join the movement.
0: And how do people connect with you? What's the best well, way?
1: For for me, you can uh, search for me, Janisha Alora, G-E-N-E-C-I-A, A L L U O R A, Janisha Alora. I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And also, I have a free gift for you. It's uh, how do you delegate 80% of your to-do list to your assistant so you can make money and focus on your zone of genius. And that's available at soulrichwoman.com. S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com.
0: And I will have all of that information on the program notes. Um, And take advantage of Alicia's offer, uh, Alicia's offer, (laughs) Janisha's offer, I'm sorry about that. I've got another call coming up with Alicia Wang. Um, So, uh, this, I mean, her book is really good. It's uh, well worth picking up. And as a matter of fact, I, I am going to grab a copy of it because I've got a, an executive assistant that I need to keep busier than, <laughs> than I'm keeping her right now. So uh, that will free up more of my time as well. So soulrichwoman.com. Uh, and you can get the free copy of the book. My guest today has been Janisha Alora. Um, and Janisha, thank you so much for making the time, yeah, you know, once again, to redo this interview. I think this is better than the last time, <laughs> quite frankly, and I uh, uh, just, I appreciate you.
1: Well, thank you for having me on your show, Blaine.
0: My pleasure, my pleasure. You've been listening to the Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. Blaine, um, you can find out more about what we're up to, what I'm up to, by going to Blaine.com, and the uh, book is coming out. It is called the Leadership Mindset Weekly, and it is a compilation of 52 different weekly practices that are designed to impact and influence your leadership mindset. So, go to my website, you know, again, bladebartlett.com. You'll find a description of the book there and a link for ordering, yeah, you know, both in a Kindle format, ebook format, and uh, hard copy. Again, Blade Bartlett you've been listening to The Soul of Business with Blake Bartlett. Thank you for listening.